Okay. So, hi everyone, everyone, and welcome to Be Brand Back. Uh, it was about time for an EMEA session, and finally, here we are. In today's session, uh, we will talk about building a to-do checklist with Django and Bulma CSS, but it will be with Fafa, aka Python King. So, uh, before starting, uh, just to let you know, you can engage in the conversation in on Twitter. We have the hashtag #BeBrownBack, which I will be monitoring it uh, while Fafa is talking. Uh, just in case you're not able to catch it live, this one uh, it will be uploaded later to our YouTube channel. So don't worry if you can make it. We usually make these sessions uh, for the EMEA channel at 7 p.m. BST or 8 p.m. CEST. So that's all. And without further ado, I think uh, we can just let Fafa play introduce herself. So Fafa. Hi everyone. Um, my name is Fafa. Um, I am a software engineer from Nigeria based in Newcastle, UK. Um, I am actually an early career software developer. And being here is such a pleasure for me right now because I actually get to pass on knowledge from a perspective of someone who literally just got into the sector um, about um, two years ago or, yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's me. And I'm really excited to talk about this topic, how to build a to-do checklist with Django and Bulma CSS because I feel it's going to be a really great starting point for many people who want to have some sort of showcase into what building an application, a web application looks like. It's quite straightforward to use Django and, and to use Bulma CSS. And, um, but if you're a beginner, this kind of things may look a bit out of reach for you. So I really hope that this tutorial really just explains how um, simple and relatively it can be to locally deploy a web application to build something that does things and um, you're able to connect everything. Um, for this tutorial, we would be using um, Django and um, um, Django for the back end and Bulma CSS for the front end. And um, for our programming IDE, we will be using PyCharm. I always advise anyone who wants to build some sort of Python-related program and um, program to work with PyCharm. PyCharm is really great, and in a bit, I'll actually show you why. Um, it has a lot of inbuilt functionalities for Django, etc., that makes it really easy for beginners to basically just use the application. Um, so yeah, and. Just so we, um, to go over um, a few things before I dive right into it. Um, why is it this um, a to-do checklist has a to-do checklist has basically been the like hello world of it's almost now the hello world of web applications. Everyone who wants to demo something to a potential employer or some or um, or to showcase their skills needs to have done a to-do checklist at some point. And it's quite easy. Um, it's really straightforward. And another thing that I would like to really um, emphasize in this tutorial is how to run commands from the command line and from the terminal. Um, that is very helpful. I'll be using a Mac 
but I think that um, it will be quite straightforward as well for anyone who's using any other kind of application. And basically just get comfortable with understanding how data is managed at the back end and um, what models look like and how you can query these data objects and deliver them as needed. So um, I'm gonna share my screen now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stage is yours. Yep, um, I see a message that I can't start while another participant is sharing. Awesome. Okay, now you should be able to. Yep. Great. Um, can you see my screen? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I also wrote a, wrote a blog post that explains all of the things that we'll be talking about here. Um, you can view it on my Hashnode blog, um, and it's really, really explanatory. So if you want to follow through with this tutorial um, at a later time, you can always refer back to this. To start with, I'm just going to play this video clip to show what, um, what we are going to be building. Okay. Okay, um, this was really short, but basically what it did here was that um, it showed that we were able to query and to create up um, to do list items to mark them as complete to mark them as incomplete or to remove them as needed and we're going to see how we're going to do all of this. Starting with PyCharm, I'm just going to start a new project on PyCharm. Um, if you have PyCharm already installed, just go to the new project and click on new project and it brings up this pop up here. This point is really, really important because once you click on new project in PyCharm, this is what it gives you. On the left of the screen, you can see a number of applications here. It is very crucial that you click on Django here. Doing this makes, um, by doing this, um, once you start your new project, it does the Django installations and just um, sets up um, many of the files that you would need for your um, application. So that just takes up a lot of installation, setting up virtual environments and things like that. As a beginner, um, I'll just, for beginners, I'll just explain why virtual environments are relevant for you and to you while building the project. Virtual environments make it, um, a virtual environment creates a space or, or literally a virtual environment for you to do all of your installations for the application um, in a way that they are local to only that application. So I'm going to rename the app now. I would call it um, to do. And um, sorry. So you can see a, an error here that says project name should only contain letters, numbers, and underscores. Um, so I'm just going to fix that now and use um, 
and underscore to do and click on create. And it's been created. All right, right now, um, as you can see, it's setting up the virtual environment and then we'll do the Django installation before the um, IDE environment comes up. Nice, so it set up everything just to get your work done on Django. Yep. This is one of the reasons why I absolutely love PyCharm. Like it does all of this for you rather than having to do pip install Django and all of that. And um, all of it is done in literally two clicks. Mm -hmm. So um, there we have it. Um, I think it's done with the setup. And you can click the right here to bring up on your project files. You can see your project has been set up and everything, all the relevant files have been arranged. Um, if you remember, um, if you remember from um, when we created the app name, the directories of where all of this um, is located in your machine um, is stated clearly for you. Um, you can click um, open the um, to do app folder here and see a number of files that are already here. The important things that we should look at right now is the URLs file and the settings.py file. These are two very important applications that um, basically just, um, these are two very important files that um, contains the settings of the entire project and the URLs files contains all of the path that we would be using to run the applications for um, the um, URLs for the application. As you can see, it is already opened here and the um, admin um, URL um, is already there. And um, if you click on the settings file, you can see all of the settings for the application. So now we start building. Um, before that, I'll also you can um, for PyCharm you can click on terminal right here, and um, to get um, um, to your terminal. And if you notice, a virtual environment has already been set up for the application right here. So at this point, you're good to go. You've installed Django um, in a virtual environment. You've set up your application, and everything is good to go. Um, Next is to um, just to test that everything works really fine. We are going to run the server um, and see our Django app. So I'm just going to write the command to do that here. Um, Python manage the pi run server. All right. And um, so right now we have the server running on our um, on this link. And it opens up on our browser automatically. I'm just going to put that here so we see it. Open that up. Where did that open up? Yep, there we have it. This is our application that is running properly. Um, whenever we want this application and um, to access it, um, we have to come to this. Um, um, URL here, um, and we can view the app. Um, going back to our deployment and um, to our work. 
the next step here is to create a is to open this template file and um it's already been created for you but right now we need to set up the html part of the application the html part of the application is basically where the um, url page would or our home page would redirect to um here we can put um in um our home.html file and um, we would be able to do a lot of um, front-end development there so i'm going to create a new file um, called home.html um, again pycharm does this really amazing thing where when you're trying to create a new file you can specify the type of file that you want it to be okay i'm just going to call this home and there you have it. Um, it's been created here already for us. Next, I'm going to, in the header part, I'm going to add some Boma CSS styling. Before I do that, I just want to talk about Boma CSS. Um, Boma CSS is really, really amazing for developing the front end of applications. With Boma CSS, you do not have to do a lot of work um, with building elements that would be on the front end of the app. You can literally just copy paste um, um, the code for the elements that you want to add into the app and it works. However, you need to set up the styling for it. If you come to the Boma page, you can and you see what um, the startup page looks like. Um, you can copy this entire thing and put on your app. But here, um, I just want only the header part, the um, part in the header link. Um, so I'm going to copy that. Copying that and putting back on our app. And I would also, okay, we already had a title here, change the title of the application to to do checklist. Okay, that looks fine. I would also add some, I would also copy in a script for the JavaScript part of the app, um, of the application that would be relevant. And paste in the header. Okay. Next, um, we go to the urls.py file. In the url.py file, we have to put in the URL to the home page. This um, was basically just creating a link that is um, clickable um, to take us to the home page. Right now, we want the home page to be. Right now, we want the home page to show. just this part 
without any form. We want this um, basic link to be able to take us to the homepage. So we're going to leave this part um, blank in the path. To create the path is right in this command. We don't put any, uh, we leave the quotation marks blank here because we want that um, the homepage to be only the um, um, local deployment link. And then create a function. We're gonna come back to this and give it a name. So right now this shows an error because this is the function that you want to be viewed each time the home page is accessed. But right now we do not have that um, function imported here. We're going to write that um, the importation command for that and create the files next. Import home. So these also um, are underlined red because the files do not exist at the moment. Um, We're going to create the files so that these errors are um, taken care of. In this, in the application folder here, you can create a new Python file, call it views. In this file, we would write the, in this file, we're going to write all of the functions that would be used in the application. So starting with, um, Starting with um, the first thing we need to do here is to import some Django libraries for redirecting and I'm sorry for rendering um, the home page. That would be from Django.shortcuts import render. And then um, next we create the function that um, takes in a request as an argument. And basically just return to start with return render request. And then we put in the name of the URL that we, um, sorry, the name of the HTML file that we want to be delivered when this function is run. And that would be the home.html file that we have already created. Um, at this point, I think we are pretty much ready to go. If I go back to the home page and I fresh it, I expect to see that, um, I expect to see the page change from the Django um, screen to my application screen. And sorry, one last thing that I needed to do was to go to my settings.py file and add the application name here. It's very important to do this so that Django knows what application to work with. So just putting the name of the application to understood view would be fine. 
Okay, so now we are definitely good to go. Going back to the homepage, I'm going refreshing it. Should give us this. Oops, that didn't give us what we wanted. Let me go back here and try and see what the problem is. Yeah, home, leave at home. Okay, import render. Checking the settings file with the game. Okay, trying this again. I'm not sure it's not working. Maybe it is cached, maybe, or maybe you can try in incognito mode. Just to just to check, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, let me try and start the application. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me definitely try that. Tell me this. Okay. Um, so yeah, we have that now, I think. And um, I'll stop this. Yeah, so right now, um, I had to stop the running the application and run it again. And um, now it's just a blank page because we have nothing on the home screen. Um, but that is pretty much what we wanted to see. The homepage is able now to take us to the um, home.html file, which um, currently has nothing in the body. The title here reads um, the to-do checklist, which is the name of our application. So all of that works fine currently. Okay, um, moving on. The next thing is to create a model for the database. Um, basically what this does here, let me just explain what the models are. 
models make it easy for us to determine how the objects that would be used in the application are stored. Um, we need to think through what um, data we need to store and um, identify how the field, um, what um, attributes we want for each of the fields. Um, let's do that now. Creating a new file here, a Python file, models. Okay. And then from django.db import models. And then we set a class for the object. Class, let's call this to do. Model, model. The first thing here that we want to store at this point in your application, um, you have to really think through what kind of data you want to be stored. Every class that every class for the model translates to an object for the data. An object in this instance basically would be um, how one, um, let me see, one holistic element that would be used in the application. In our case, an object here would be a to-do item. So for each to-do item, we want to be able to describe what the task is. So I'll just call this task models. Um, it's going to be a char field. And I'm just going to give it a max length of 200. The next field that we want to put here is um, completed. Basically, for each task, we want to be um, we want to be able to tell if it's completed or not, and that can be um, represented using a boolean field. So completed I'm going to set this default equals to false. So um, since it's a Boolean field, this completed um, field can either be true or false. When it is true, it means that the task has been completed. And when it is false, it means the task has not been completed. And then the creation date, we want to be able to tell the um, date when a task was made. This would be stored in a date time field. We want to, um, you can use just a date field, but um, let's just use a date time field if we're going to be very strict with um, um, our to do activities. We're going to set that to blank true. Blank true here means that when creating an, a data object, in our case, a data object here represents a to-do activity. This can be left blank. You do not necessarily need to fill in um, this part. Um, the other two elements and um, fields have been not set to blank true because we want this to be um, 
sorry, the task um, field has not been sent to blank true because we want to be able to um, put, uh, let me say, a rule that each time you're creating a to-do item, you can't create it without at least stating the name of the task. And lastly, um, I'm going to put another attribute um, for creation date, which is auto now add. What this field does is that whenever the object is created, it sets the creation date automatically to the date and time of, to the current date and time. And lastly, we're going to set the completed um, field, completion date, sorry. And the completion date field, this is basically where we store um, the date time that a task has been completed. Um, again, we can leave this as blank true and um, null true as well. So the last thing that we need to do for our models file here is to set, is to define how this would be returned. Um, for it by default. So you can put this here as str. And return. Here you set the field that you want to be returned each time that this object model is queried. So each time that we are returning an object from this model, we want the task to be um, returned. So you can sell this as self.task. All right, um, I think we're done with our models now. The next thing we need to do is to run a command to do migrations. I'm not going to use this same terminal window. I'll just rename this to run server just so we know what that does. I'm going to add a new one here and also rename this to migrations in case we need to do migrations again. So migration basically is so I don't think I did that. Migration basically is telling Django that here are the new changes that I've done to my database. Just editing the files and creating it here is not enough. You need to be able to perform this migration so that Django can implement the change. And the command for this is python manage.py make migrations. And um, so right now we see no changes detected. I'm just going to specify the application name so that it also knows where to look. Python manage.py to underscore D. Sorry, I forgot to write make migrations before that.
Um, okay, so right now we can see an error here because my models file was not created properly. If you see here, the file is not named models, it's named models or something. I just have to quickly rename this so that Django can know what file to perform migration based on. Coming back here to the terminal. And that works. So here we can see um, it has created a model for to do. And um, now I can implement my migrations. Um, the next command would be Python manage.py migrate. And it applies all of the migrations that we have done. So um, before we do this, I'm going to do um, run another command for um, creating a Python super user. In a bit, um, I would explain why this is important. Um, this user basically, because we'll need to go into the back end of our application, which is the Django admin panel. Remember the URL for this has already been created by default, but if we attempt to go into this URL, it would ask us for login details that we probably do not have, not probably, we definitely do not have at this instance. Exactly, so um, these are probably from a different deployment. Um, I don't have the username and the password for this application because I have not done anything with it. Um, so going back to creating this, we would run a command Python manage.py create super user so um by default because i'm logged um because by default if i press enter it would save that as ufamadi um, but i'm just going to call this fafa as the username, email address, you don't have to provide an email address for um, if you want to, you can. Um, for the password, we can use something as simple as admin1234. And we have to put it again, admin1234. So Django is really smart. It tells us that the com and password is too common. And then there's another prompt for if we want to continue using it anyway. Because this is just a demo, I'm going to allow us to continue using it anyway. Why? Oh, yes. And sure, now we have a user that we can use to create into the admin side. To log into the admin side, we call this Fafa. And the password is admin1234. We log in and the first thing that we notice here is that there is no, there is no application for our app. Why is that? That is because we have not registered our application on the admin site. Unless you do that, you would not see um, the application that you have created in order to see the models. Um, going back here, we create another file called admin.py. This time around, I'm going to double check to ensure that it's created properly with the proper name. And in admin.py, we register our models here. To do this from Django, 
dot contrib import admin and um, another command is the models that we want to work with from dot models um, import to do all right and just for the really be um the really beginner individuals watching this dot models is we use dot models here basically um, basically to tell um um our application where to get this models file dots here signifies that is the current directory that we are in right now which is this directory next we come down and register the site in one line admin.site and apps admin.site dot register and admin to do it should work and um if you're using another um, programming IDE, you probably need to save all of this each time to see the changes that you've made. But again, PyCharm is super great because everything is saved automatically each time. So um, I don't have to save um, things. Coming back here and refreshing this page should enable us to see our model sites. Now, why am I not seeing it? And um, let me try to log out and log back in. Still not saying it, what could be the problem? Just checking the migrations to check if the application was actually. I'm going to log out again and try this. Again, um, I'm probably going to just have to um, part of debugging, I would stop this deployment and try it again. 
All right, um, now it's showing up. Um, not sure why it didn't show up initially. I'm just going to add this here. Okay, so now we are able to see what our models look like and we can actually start adding to do items that would be displayed in the front end. Um, add a to-do item, a task. I'm just going to put in a task and watch a Docker YouTube tutorial. I'm sorry that saved if I was done. I'm going to add another one and delete that one. Watch um, TV with my sister. That's a fun to-do item. I'm not going to mark it as complete. Um, I'll put a complete, I'm not going to mark it as completed um, but I'll put a completion date and a completion time and um, save it. I can delete this one. Actions, delete. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now back in the views.py file, we're going to query the database to get the to get the objects that we have created displayed on the screen to do this we put um we simply just this can be done in two lines um or sorry one line at this point um to do's equals to do the objects the all and um this is throwing an error because we have not yet imported the application that we want and um, the models that we want to work with so from the models import to do eight and last thing we do is to create a dictionary for returning this um, to-do items. So to-dos Okay. And um, yeah, going back to our home.html page, one really great thing about Boomer CSS is that um, I want to implement a, nav a navigation bar, but I don't want to um, write the entire code for deploying and um, putting a navigation bar. I can literally just go to Boomer CSS and search for a navigation bar that I like and use. You can see different elements here um, that tells you different um, aspects that you can use. Um, for components and things like that, it is really great. If you click on navigation on navbar, you see different, um, you can see the elements for creating a navigation bar that has, um, that basically looks like this, um, a basic one or um, a branded one with the logo here or, um, one that has a menu and things like that. For our application, I'm just going to copy 
one that is pretty basic and has has a has an input function that we can use for creating to do items calling this nav and then um, also I would include also um, I would include a method for showing the items that have been created put in another section here. I'm just ending them like that. Okay. Sorry, let me just copy this code so I make everything very organized and neater rather than doing anything to this. Okay, that's great. Okay, this basically gives us the navigation bar. And um, for the first part of the application that has the sections that we would be working with to return the to-do items. And put that in here. Okay, going back to the home page. I hope we don't have to restart the application to do these changes. Oh, we don't. Um, it shows us the um, items that have been created from the um, Django admin panel. I'm just going to open the admin site in another tab so that we can see what all of that looks like. Okay, and I'm going to delete this element again. So deleting that and coming back here, refreshing this, 
and that has gone. So right now this looks really, really basic, um, but we can only put, um, we're going to put in more elements to put a table for our to-do items. Um, the first thing, another thing that we have to do here is to create a database form file that makes it easy for us to put in um, the objects from the front end. So now each time we want to put a to-do item, we don't have to use the Django admin panel. We should be able to do that directly from this part. As you can see, our navigation bar is here. It looks great. And this is all Bulma uh, copy paste of a Bulma CSS um, thing. Let's zoom out. Okay. Um, next is the form. Going back here, creating a new file. Sorry, I want to create a Python file. Uh, forms. In this forms file, In this forms file, we're going to start with from Django on part forms and from dot models. Import to do. And then we create a class to do form forms the model form and um, put in a meta for the class. And we want this to work with the to do models, of course. And the fields should be okay. Um, now that we have all of that set, um, we update the views.py file to be able to basically give us um, a form request. Um, I'm just going to talk through all of this because it's quite important. So the first thing here is that a form request would be a post method. So um, we put a condition for if request.method is equal to post. Um, form is equal to to do form. 
request the host or none. And then we check if the form is valid. If form is valid, is underscore valid. Form dot save. And um, here I'm just going to import. Um, I want to be able to see a tab that says a message successful here. So um, I could import, I would import that. Um, Django has a command for that already. Um, um I would also import my form from the um the forms import to do form okay and then I'm just going to put in this block of code that I've already written here to save a bit of time. What this does here is if the form is valid, this is supposed to be known. If the form is valid, it saves it and shows a message the success, which we imported from here. Um, tax has been added, and then it shows us the home page again. Um, to try this out, we can refresh the page to see if that is something that can happen. So respond to emails, enter. And do I have this? Um, sorry, probably not. Oh, I have some errors here in my file. Let me just move this side. Okay. So I'm just going to be doing a lot of copy paste and talking through things now so that um, it would be faster. So we move faster.
I'm just going to stop this deployment and try to run it again. Forms and for to do forms. Why is not getting that? Okay, so this was the bag. Okay. So, um, yes, now we can put in uh, an item here and then we see it. Um, next, I'm just going to update my HTML file. I'm going to do a very big copy paste for this. Um, basically what this is, is the entire tables that we would be using and um, how all of this would be rendered. Um, this is going to make it really, really fast. All the code is available for you to review, um, but this just makes it super fast. Um, we can refresh this. Yeah, so now we can see um, a success method because we just added the form and um, we can see the uh, markets completed. This is all HTML that we put in. Currently, if we try to click on markets complete, we get an error because we have not put in the views for that. Um, we need, and if we try to remove a task, we would get an error as well because we have not put in a view for that. Um, to do that, we need to, um, to do that, we need to go back to our views.py file and put in the various views for that. So um, the function for delete is going to look like this. I'm just copy pasting this because of time. So renaming this to the model and um, importing redirect here as well. And now we can test if delete works remove task and um, are we down? I'm sorry, I've not put in a URL path for this. We go back to the URLs files and put in a path. For that, um, I'm just going to put in a path for all of my URLs that we'll be using for the rest of the app here. Here we have a URL for Mac complete and delete. Um, you see that the you see that the um, functions are train errors because they do not exist yet. At least delete does. Uh, Mac complete doesn't. And uh, another function for Mac incomplete. This doesn't exist currently, but we'll put it in in a bit. 
Um, so we can go back to the views.py file and put in functions for Mac complete and Mac incomplete. All right, just renaming this function to do. Um, we have to import a module for date time. And that should work fine now. So coming back here, if we click on remove tax now, um, still showing an error, what's our new error? And this took a while to load, sorry. So the tax has been deleted. Um, just to go through this process again, here we can put in a new activity. Let me do feed the cat. It's been added. And um, Jim, 20 minutes, uh, call the plumber. We can add in an activity here. And we can also remove them as needed. Um, if you click Mac complete, you would see um, this throws an error. Why is that showing? Daytime has no attribute now. I'm sorry, let me just fix that. From daytime, import daytime. Sorry, I didn't model from daytime. Import date time. Okay, that would work now. So mark has complete. Our site is probably taking a minute to refresh. Mark has complete um, strikes out the task, and um, mark has incomplete takes it back to normal. And um, this is all things that have been implemented on the HTML file. You can go through that to catch up on that. Um, I hope that this demo has been useful to you, especially the troubleshooting part. You'd realize that as a beginner, as you go through your application, you would always see errors. It's just important that you're able to understand what the error means, read the error message, and then see where your app is throwing an error from and work through with that. I'm going to pass on back to Dan now. Yeah, I think it was super nice. Uh, thank you so much, Fafa, for your session. I really appreciate, especially the, the debugging part. You know, sometimes it's quite straightforward just to create something and yeah and just click on this and that on showing text but really debugging the code and seeing as you say seeing which is the error understanding what it is why it's failing it's really important and so i think it was quite yeah. useful yeah um, um i feel like that's one of the parts that's very useful to um, beginner developers and uh, most of the times when your django application is not working there's always a why it's just being able to read the applications and um, working through it. Yeah. So uh, as mentioned before, we will upload this session to our YouTube channel where anyone can watch it. Um, we will share also some useful links, maybe, maybe your blog, Fafa. Mm -hmm. 
And that should be all for today. Uh, thanks all for watching and see you in the next session. Bye-bye. Thank you.